Welcome to the Launch University Podcast, turning good intentions into reality in your career, business, and life. Here's your host, Kevin Jennings. Hey, everybody, this is Kevin, and welcome to another episode of the Launch University Podcast. I have the pleasure today to be sitting in person at Rome with two new buddies of the podcast, and that is Lauren Gall and Melanie. How do I say your last name correctly? Ammerman. There you go. You got it. I thought I had it right. You got it. I just didn't want to butcher it the first time they heard it. Okay. Okay. So these two wonderful individuals work together. They are the co-founders of Vava Virtual, which is a virtual assistant service. And they do a ton of things. One of the things that caught my eye immediately was that you do so much around digital marketing when it comes to helping organizations and people, which I thought was really cool because I'm a marketer. I'm a marketer myself. I'm a geek. And it's like, mm-hmm. wow, that's so cool that they come alongside and really help uh, in that area where so many people, marketers, myself included, recognize that some of that work could be shared as well. So, but before we get into all that, just want to hear the Vava virtual story. And I really want to know what the name means too. So can we just kind of get that one out? Like, what is, what's the story behind the name? Vava Virtual. Melanie can take credit for I can take that one. (laughs) So um, when we met and decided to uh, start Vava, um, before it was Vava, just kind of came up with the name Vava because uh, virtual assistant abbreviation is VA, and there's two of us, and that means Vava. That's awesome. (laughs) Vava Virtual (laughs) Assistants. That's really cool. I mean, because it's very memorable. Yeah, good. Yeah, you've done a great job. So that's like, and yeah, the (laughs) SEO on that is rock solid. Yes. Rock solid. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so how did the two of you start working together? So I came up with the idea while I was sitting at my corporate job seven years ago or eight years ago, and I talked to small business owners all day long, and they all had a need for what we did, but they either, one, didn't have the money to pay for somebody in-house, or two, didn't have enough hours to give somebody full-time work. And I was like, I could do that. Mm. I'm the only virtual assistant out there. But then I realized there's a whole world of us. But (laughs) then I came home, I told my roommate at the time about the idea, and she introduced me to Melanie. So we didn't know each other, but both had the time to invest in in a business. And we met the next week, and that's where we came up with the name and decided to start this business. And now, seven years later, we're ripping and running. No, we're doing well. It's been really great. Okay, so one of my follow-up questions to that is i mean partnerships can be hard and and so i I find it fascinating that you two had one mutual friend maybe knew each other casually get connected and you're like boom found my partner what what did you two see in one another because clearly it's working i mean you're you're celebrating seven years Mm -hmm. in in what september so we're like less than a month away from your Mm -hmm. seven year anniversary Mm -hmm. congratulations in advance for that thank you thank you um but partnerships are hard and you two found a person that works for you. And so I'm just curious to hear what you may, what looking back on the experience, maybe you felt or saw that maybe someone else who might be, be exploring a potential partnership with someone else can say, hey, this will work for us. This is what we saw within each other. And here's what you can learn from our experience. Yeah, so to be completely honest, there was no strategic plan behind us being business partners. However, if we were to go back and, you know, pick a business partner, I would say somebody that balances you out. Um, Maybe you're an introvert and they're an extrovert. Um, Maybe they excel in things that you don't necessarily excel in. I know for me, I really excel in sales and talking to people and getting out and about. Um, And Melanie's very good at operational 
finance, like things like that. So for us, it works. Um, but just being strategic about who you're choosing to do business with, somebody you know and trust, um, that's a big thing for us. Again, we had no strategic plan behind yeah. being business partners, and it worked out for us. Um, but going back, if we could do it all over again, I, I would say definitely um, talk to the person and make sure that you guys can really just balance each other. Yeah, Melanie, yeah. anything to add to that? No, I think that's a really good point. And I also say, um, like, we're really good friends, too. Like, in... So we kind of get each other on a lot of different levels, which really helps. And we can, we're able to like separate out, you know, business time and friend time too, which is good. But yeah, we just really understand each other. And I think we do fill in the gaps for each other business wise as well. That's cool. Don was I know this wasn't the thought process at the moment, but I am curious as well, like fast forwarding seven years in, because you talk about trust, you know, you talk about, you know, like, and you were just meeting each other. Did you all say, okay, hey, we're going to try this thing, experiment with it before we go all in with each other since we, you know, we are acquaintances or friends with a mutual friend, but trust happens over time with someone you know deeply um, and maybe like, well, I mean, I'm trying to understand just how you all got to the point where you said, okay, we're going to go in together, try this thing. But knowing we don't know what's going to happen and knowing we don't know sure that well, we're going to develop that. Just kind of curious to hear a little bit more like what were each of your thought processes personally in that moment? Personally in that moment, I mean, I just... I am one of those people that trusts until you break my trust. Yeah, so, that's fair. Um, for us, I mean, I definitely saw progression over the years with us trusting information more and more with each other, which yeah. has been great. Yeah, it's just kind of developed over time, too. Like, as the business grew, you know, like, our dedication to it and to each other kind of grew with it. Like, she stuck with me when I was I was in grad school for three years of it when we almost just after we started, too, which wow. was tough. Um, I know for her, and it was tough for me to keep up with everything. But, you know, we worked through it and just really understood each other's point of view and perspective and just tried to make it work as best as we could. Now, speaking of grad school, yeah. I did some digging. Yeah. <laughs> I do digging on people before they come on the podcast. I'm always curious because, you know, this is one of those paths that usually flows out of someone so organically that no one goes to school in Melanie's opportunity for clinical psychology thinking I'm going to yeah. run a VA service. <laughs> so help me understand for you, I mean, was, I mean, this seems like, what was the plan pre-VAVA that uh -huh. made, you know, that went <laughs> uh, clinical psychology and, and, and really how is that work maybe showing up in your work today? Well, the plan, I didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life, to be honest with you. Baba was great, but it was new, and I wasn't really sure like how things were going to go with it long term. I have a psychology background, was really interested in, really interested in get, going back to school and getting my master's degree. So I did that, but as that was happening, Baba grew, and I really started to love being a business owner and loving the flexibility and loving what we did and serving others and things like that. So that just became a better fit for me over psychology. So um, that just happened over time. And yeah, just kind of came up with that realization <laughs> as I was, and I finished it out, but. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, and so, so you kind of alluded to like what that was like for you, Lauren. Like, what was that like? I mean, because at this point you're selling and then I'm sure you're trying to just you know, support your partner and yeah. executing all this operational stuff while she's, you know, probably drowning in coursework. <laughs> so I'm just kind of curious to hear that. Cause you, you mentioned earlier, hey, I'm really good at this, you're really good at that. Yeah. And so just kind of curious to hear how, how you navigated that and what are some, maybe some tips for anybody who has a partner who might be moonlighting 
while they're doing some of the work full time? Yeah, I would just say, um, you know, it was it was I'm not going to say it wasn't a struggle at times. Sure. But I just knew that there was an end to it. Like it wasn't going to be forever. And patience. I mean, I think you just have to have patience um, while that person is doing what they have to do and know that what they give, hopefully what they're giving to the company is 100% when, when they are giving to the company, like when they aren't working on coursework or sure. or something else. But it's great having us both. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> you know, fo- fully focused on the business as well. Yeah. So, I, so one, you know, one thing, one more question, and I'll, I'll move to some other things I actually sent you before we <laughs> sure. got together. So, Melanie, you're like, we're just getting started. I'm not 100% sure. I've always loved psychology. I mm-hmm. probably thought I was going to do something in psychology. Mm-hmm. That was my plan. Mm-hmm. And now this company that I kind of got started with because I had a, a talent and maybe some abilities, but with a person who I w- I'm developing a relationship with deeper, um, what was the moment when you said, this is my thing? You know what? I, I, I was, there, was there a sales mark? Was there an experience for you personally that as a person who was, you know, still kind of developing a plan A and a plan B. Was there a moment where you said, this is plan A, I've got to go all in? I think when I was doing work as a therapist in training, Mm -hmm. um, it was really great and rewarding, but it wasn't offering me the life that I wanted. Mm -hmm. Um, And I wasn't as excited to do that kind of work as I was to do this kind of work and then it just kind of like went from there more and more and then the more I gave to it because I had more time to and things like that the better it got and the more dedicated I got to being with this long term for sure even when she was in school she's still like I don't know how she did it yeah I I don't I I don't don't know unless you I mean I do know she was up till probably three a.m. every single day but (laughs) I really don't because you did a lot and I couldn't have done it. <laughs> I was up till three a.m. a lot of times, but it, it was all right. I, I managed it. Yeah, okay. no, like I'm, just, I'm just curious because I mean, it's a big deal, right? I mean, there's a, you know, I think we can all relate to there's a point where you're kind of like divorcing yourself from the idea of whatever you thought you were always going to do. Yeah. And that t- takes time too, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, that's just fascinating to me. So I just want to ask that question because I know that people who are thinking to themselves, you know, well, how did she know? How how would I know if I should do make the same decision? Um, and at that point, you all had clients as well, so oh, I mean, yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure that also matters. Like you could prove like this is making money. See, yeah, that helps. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's money waiting for you when you come over here. Yeah. Come on, let's go. And at some point, it did seem a little bit like a waste. Like I spent all that time and money in school when I'm not even doing that. But honestly, yeah. in a field like psychology, I I I that stuff is just so valuable in life. So I just. I'm appreciative for doing that anyway. That's cool. That's cool. Okay, so one of the things I know that I talked to Lauren about before we got here via email, and that was the idea of us talking about solopreneurship. I think clearly, though you two are a team, I mean, you all probably doing every single thing when you all first started, I would imagine. So what did that mean? So just, just to kind of give everybody a little bit of context of the experience, I mean, obviously your personal life, we heard about a little bit about that. But what was it like, I mean, running the business? I mean, you're selling services that, I mean, someone's expecting you to to deliver on this service as, as VAs. You, now, you were a VA before you started Baba Virtual, correct? No. Okay, so what Well, I had executive assistant experience. Got it. I wasn't like a virtual assistant. So you were just doing EA work? Yeah. Full time before you became 
before you launched Baba. Yeah. I had a, well, I had a, like, it, I worked for a marketing company, mm-hmm. I, or I would say that it was an event company, and I did, yeah, executive, oh, everything they needed, basically, as an office administrative assistant. So you get your first two clients then, and are you doing the work for each, for each person you're landing at the time? Yeah, we both did. Wow. Wow. While you're going, while you're still getting your master's? Yeah. Well, that might have been, when we first started getting our clients, that was before I was in school. But then, eventually, I was and doing work and everything, yeah. Goodness. Okay. Yeah. Now, if you're like, why are you responding to this, Kevin? Because I know enough about virtual assistant work to know that, like, it's time. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, the more, the more Lauren does a great job selling it, the less time <laughs> you have. You're like selling your own time off until you look up and you're like, man, I have zero time. Yeah. Because we're doing a really great job bringing in new clients. So, okay, so you two are doing all the work and selling the work, <laughs> doing all the billing and actually all these tasks. At what point are you two like begging for mercy? Is <laughs> it like seven, eight, nine clients? And you're like, okay, literally, I am hanging on by a thread. Help. Yeah. We, I rem- I'm like bringing myself back to when we were doing that and how crazy it was at times because we were also figuring out a lot of the things that people wanted us to help with. Mm-hmm. So it was learning curve that way as well as the business and everything. And I I can't remember the, at the point where we snapped and had to bring on someone. <laughs> I was, can't remember. Well, I remember the first person that we brought on. Oh, yeah. I remember too. Um, and he stayed with us for, gosh, he just left last year. Yeah. So he was with us for a long time. Wow. Or earlier this year, actually. Is, yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. but I remember bringing him on and, just offloading like a lot of stuff to him because he helped us with just a lot of different things he had his hands in a lot of different things but it was a light bulb for me I was like oh my gosh we need to start you know Mm -hmm. hiring people on our team to be able to get rid of this stuff so we can actually do our job it was actually starting I think we hired him because he did like specialty kind of stuff that we had to figure out and didn't know how to do. So we needed that expertise Mm -hmm. to help us complete those tasks. And that was probably the best thing that ever happened was realizing we needed help in that position because then it just went from there. That's so cool. Okay. So the reason I I brought that up because I'm thinking to myself, what's the, what's the definition of a solopreneur? And in my Mm -hmm. mind, solopreneur is someone who is typically in an owner operator role. Right. And I think just that if we can all just, embrace an owner operator as the definition of a solopreneur not perfect but good enough for this moment then we can say okay so these two you know ladies here clearly owner operators doing the work owning the right trying to figure out the financials think about the future of the business marketing the business bringing on the new clients and serving those clients so my question i really wanted to ask for both of you because a lot of people are in that stage when getting started um no matter what their vision is and and that is how, what do I need to do? What are my challenges? What can I expect to encounter on this journey that you two are clearly no longer in seven years out to get me to a place where I can, you know, enjoy the flexibility that mm-hmm. I'm hoping that I get to create uh, from this business. So just love to hear some of the common challenges that await a solopreneur. <laughs> I mean, to get to that point, it is just, it's kind of we've always run run into this issue it's like do you hire someone before you maybe like absolutely need them so when you absolutely need them they're there or do you wait until you absolutely need them 
and then you hire them to like come in and then you're scrambling to get everything done. I would maybe say like right before that tipping point is like when you're like, oh, my schedule's really full and I should be doing all of these things too. I would say consider getting someone to help in, whether it's with like the business side of things, um, just helping on the back end or maybe even bringing in like a team member to help out with client work, something like that, whatever makes the most sense for their business at that point, just slowly and gradually kind of like how we did, you know, we started with one and then we kind of went to the next and then we started bringing in more and more. Not like you have to hire everything out right away because sometimes that's not feasible, but start small where maybe it's something that takes up way too much of your time. It doesn't need to, and you can just get rid of it. Awesome. Well, yeah, the other that. thing I was going to say is sometimes it's good to start out slow. Some If you're not used to, you know, giving up control of mm-hmm. your business, <laughs> yeah, it's good to start <laughs> slow because, again, building trust with your whoever you're working with. Um, and we've seen even in our client base, it's it's better to start slow than, you know, start like with a lot and then they don't know really what to outsource because they're so overwhelmed yeah but if they start slow then they can you know start to add things as the business grows that's a really good point because when you delegate that takes some time and effort to get that person up to speed doing things the way you'd like so if you're doing a lot at once like you're having to deal with all of that juggle that all at once so it's a good that's a good point well that's a well i have a lot of questions follow that one so (laughs) when it comes to delegating I mean, obviously, because I mean, there's two two sides of this, right? The fact that you two were the folks who got delegated to. Mm-hmm. Things are delegated to your own team. Mm-hmm. And now you have the chance to watch your clients for seven years do a lot of delegating. And so what I'm what I'm curious is that what you just said sounded so eloquent, right? Hey, start slow, lean into this thing over time. And I think everyone listening who is who has a project who is delegating is like, but I am already like, I'm already living at a crazy pace, which is why I need help. What, how do I delegate and it, and it fit within my schedule? Do you mean, do you like, do I like time block time to delegate? Like, how do I do that where it doesn't feel like I'm always taking a step back to move forward? I think that, I mean, that, and I know that's what I, attention I feel is this reality of, man, I know I need to do this and I want to do this so bad. And I know it will make a big difference, but I am struggling with how to balance getting it done or not doing it. I mean, a crappy job doing it, right? Like I give you so little information, you go do it, you bring it back. Of course, I'm not satisfied because you got no information from me to begin with. And then it's a cycle until we land the plane. And by, by the time I'm starting to feel like I could have done this myself and got it done already. And I know there's a long-term impact, but I am curious to hear what you two have seen has been as a successful way of doing that as far as integrating into the schedule of the, of the delegator, if that makes mm-hmm. any sense. Um, I would say one time blocks are really big setting aside time in your calendar to figure out the things that you want to delegate or, you know, if you're working with someone um, and they're sending things back to you, that's time that you can go over what they sent you or, you know, whatever they're doing for you. But then also we always suggest setting up weekly or biweekly calls with your VA and that can be done over the phone or video um, so that you guys can connect 
and you can go over everything that they're doing for you. And essentially they're working alongside you with in your business. They're not, you know, we like to think of it more as a partnership than oh, a VA client relationship. Sure. Because a lot of solopreneurs just need that extra support. I mean, we have it because we're in business together and there's two of us and we always have somebody to bounce ideas back and forth. But solopreneurs don't always have that. And so a lot of times they look to their the person that's working for them and the, you know they bounce ideas back and forth and they like having that person. So Yeah, and building the relationship is a little bit different but very, very important when you're working virtually because you're not in the office setting and go just sit down with them and have a conversation about getting the task done. So setting that weekly meeting or however often you need is really important to build that relationship. They can like learn your little nuances and things like that and then all of a sudden like eventually things will just be like natural for them to help out with you know you won't have to be checking in as much and I think it's a really good point that you brought up that like people get overwhelmed with delegating because they have to collect all the information to send over and make sure it's you know so they can do it and all that stuff um that's there the more gradual you do it though I think the less stressful it can be on both parties but at the end of the day no matter how you do it at the end of the day in a week or two or however long you're going to be so happy you did because it'll all be off your plate eventually. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm just nodding. So I'm, I'm nodding. Sorry. So I'm sure someone else is nodding their head. Um, obviously, I will say the people on our team are big fan of this. Of just, first of all, getting an assistant, period. I mean, I think one of the, some of the folks I worked with um, and some more of my uh, more influential roles, I think, in my development, the, some of the leaders were paying for assistance out of their own pockets, not even trying to get reimbursed from the organization. Oh, wow. Just like, hey, what, you know, like I saw two leaders who were rising, like, what are you doing? They're like, well, I'm paying for assistance out of my own pocket, you know, because like, I just know that if I'm able to be more effective here, I'll get new opportunities. It's like, what? That's People do that, you know? Yeah. And, and I mean, that makes so much sense in hindsight. You know, David on our team has um, an EA with Belay. Um, I but I didn't know you. I didn't know you were around. Now I do. Um, but I mean, <laughs> but but I didn't know anything about Vava when I got Virtual Staff Finder, which you know, places people from the Philippines. And, and so I think one of the things that a lot of people are gonna gonna say who are hearing it, like, okay, well, this is great. You talked about kind of like right before you're about to lose your mind. It's probably a good time <laughs> to get them. Are there any kind of things that might be more measurable they can look at to say, okay, hey, this is when I know it's time to pull the trigger and get a little bit of help. I would say if you if you want to see your business grow to the next level, that's when it's time to get help. I mean, I don't know if that's super measurable, but for us, I mean, I'm just going to tell this story about us is when we started outsourcing and we really were serious about giving our clients to our team instead of us doing it, mm-hmm. we doubled our revenue in a year. Well, more than more than yeah. And it's literally because we outsourced. We weren't doing it. We could focus on what we want to be doing. <laughs> yes. And so if you, it's, I guess the measurableness, it depends yeah. on your, the person's particular company. But if you start to see that your, your business growth plateau because yeah, sure. you are maxed out, obviously, you're one person, you can only do so much for the business and your clients, I would say then that's a good. If you don't see any more growth, yeah, I'd say that's a good t- indicator that you need some help. No, that makes complete. I'm gonna say. I just want to ask because I, I think that you know, I, it's it's one of those things where like I said a moment, moment ago, it's like, well, uh, I don't want to do it too soon because financially, what that can mean, and I don't want to do it too late where I'm you know losing clients and burning up, you know, burning out personally. 
So I want to ask you this, like, if there was some kind of, like, challenge with delegation in particular, that you feel like, hey, you know, our team does this work with people who are delegating all the time, that you need a skill or something I can refine on my end as a solopreneur to get better at the act of delegating. What does that look like? Is there, is there anything I, I could be doing to improve? Because, I mean, just to do that well. Because I'm obviously sound like the better I am at that, the, the faster I grow. Yes. A lot of times it's, well, what comes to my mind first is a lot of times it's like realizing the things you can let go of. Hmm. So a lot of times we tell our, even our clients that have specific tasks we help with that if anything else comes across your desk that anyone else can do, like your assistant can do, book a flight for you, send it over, like just get rid of it. And you'll just see that 10 to 15 minutes free up and you can finish that, you know, PowerPoint for your speak, speaking opportunity coming up, you know, or something like that. Yeah, no, it's helpful. You can head out 10 minutes early from work and go to your kid's soccer game. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. <laughs> or um, the other thing I was going to say was um, repeating tasks. So mm. if you have things that are repeating over and over and over again, why not give that to somebody that can get it done for you so you don't have to do it anymore? No, it's really helpful. And, and so what I would, uh, well, one, one thing I wanted to ask, and I had this written down for, for both of you, well, you kind of gave me some of that already about being mindful of how to, how to delegate, making sure I'm taking inventory of the things I can do, repeatable tasks. Mm -hmm. And then you said simple or uh, basic tasks is kind of like make sure I'm sharing that. Mm -hmm. And I'm not trying to turn this all into a virtual assistant thing. Cause, cause, cause I mean, this cause I think it's, I mean, I do get that as a entrepreneur, that's a big part of it. I know what you both do really well. Um, <laughs> but I, but I am curious of, you said you had a person on your team and they stayed pretty much until now for some that's pretty much almost six years right yeah five six years yeah. out of curiosity looking back on the experience what would you say is a key in making sure you have most the right fit for you somebody who values your company and and withholds your values as a company um it are things that we look for and then just people that want to be involved with what you're doing and, and really believe in what you're doing he believed in us for sure mm-hmm um, and believed in everything that we were doing as a company. And having those types of individuals on your team makes or breaks a company. I mean, our, our team members are literally the people that make our company. Yeah. I mean, we do they're too, amazing. but... Amazing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and it's the, the... even Like when we get testimonials back from clients um, that say like, you know, I wouldn't be here without so-and-so. Or, or I wouldn't be able to. What, what did what did Wendy say that one time? She said something like, "My she saved my life" or something. Yeah, we get that we a get lot. that all the time. Yeah, you know, my VA saved my life. Wow! Like without her, I wouldn't be able to. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not saying the right thing, but, but it's true. It's almost like it becomes a partner for them, yeah. and like you know, just ease of mind a little bit that you have that person there and has your back. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's really cool. That's really cool. And I, I mean, I can attest to that. Kendall, if you're listening, thank you for everything you do. <laughs> uh, my, we all, I, I'm very grateful for you. Cherry, if you're listening, I appreciate you. Um, no, it's no, it's so true. It's so true. So what I wanted to do, um, just kind of wrap it up, I would love to just ask both of you, what are some parting words of wisdom that you'd want to share with, first of all, any launcher, um, any solopreneur, anybody who's just getting started, anybody who, who is uh, Melanie and Lauren seven years ago, 
what are some of the things you would want to say to yourself uh, seven years ago? I want you to want yourself to know seven years ago. Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, what comes to my mind first is um, just keep trucking, I guess. You mm-hmm. know, you're going to run into challenges along the way. You're going to learn things that you didn't even know you were supposed to learn as far as how to run a business or even, you know, certain things that little things that you need to add to add to what your client's experience, I guess, that mm-hmm. you didn't even know you needed to do. And just roll with the punches, I guess, and just make adjustments where you need and and keep going. And also build out processes. I want to yeah. say that. Infrastructure um, uh, yeah, because um, even like writing down things like about what you do, even when you start delegating, that'll be helpful for you to like hand stuff off if you have things written down on how you do things. So mm, That's helpful. Lauren. Yeah. What, what, what does Laura need to know seven years ago? I would say don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to reach out and get a mentor, somebody who's been doing what you want to be doing. Because for us, I mean, we had, we had a few uh, along the way. I don't think we got them as soon as we should have. But just, I don't know, reaching out and getting opinions from people, even if it's just, hey, I just built a website. What, give me your thoughts on, on what it looks like. You know, because for us, we had that, you know, if we had gone with the first logo that was presented to us, we would have a logo that we probably weren't like super happy with. And now we love our logo because she basically told me, have patience and pick one that you like. And, you know, um, so just I don't know. That's one of the biggest things. Um, There's so many. I I know. know. I thought thought of something, too, as you were speaking. Please add add, add to it. It left me. It left you. Okay, good. So if you have have more, I mean, because sincerely, I do know that. I mean, that's that's the reality, right? You all you all have come out through the other side of a lot of this. Um, And and, and got it back. Come on. Jump in, Melanie. (laughs) Jump in. Um, Just wanted to say, um, don't think you have to do everything yourself. Hmm. Like you, you don't. I mean, you're not supposed to know everything. You're not supposed to have somehow have more than 24 hours in a day for yourself. Like that's, you don't have to, you Hmm. can get help. You can get coaching experience or advice or just somebody that's doing something similar, like Lauren said, or, you know, delegate out to people that can help if, and when you are ready to do that. Hmm. That's helpful. Don't give up. It's time consuming. Building a business is, is very time consuming, but it's super rewarding. Like, to be able to for you know to be able to help people and and do good like that should be enough to kind of fuel your fire and just continue on um, cuz there's going to be a lot of bumps in the road but as long as you continue to just have hope and and really put all your effort into it like it'll end up being good yeah yeah well first of all thank you for both for being on here and before I was, I had one more question I thought I was I thought I was done <laughs> but so out of curiosity what's been one of the most rewarding things you've personally got to experience in your life something something you got back through the power of delegating as a leader I have a few things go for it I love to hear it, Melanie <laughs> um traveling um traveling's a good one or even just taking some time out of my day to spend with my my fur and feather children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, my, my kids in my own way. Um, just having more time for personal stuff is just really important to me. And the business can allow that. And it's really, really great. That's awesome. What about you, Lauren? Oh, gosh. I was going to say the same thing. Really? But mostly traveling. Yeah. I mean, four years ago, if we were sitting in this 
podcast right now for an hour. I our emails would just be. I mean, our we get a lot of emails regardless, but like we would be stressing because we would know that there's all these tasks and things coming in. We wouldn't be able to enjoy this. this, this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's and now cool. we know that our business, like our business is operating without us, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's really nice. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for, for now, for those who are listening through um, our podcast, we are actually uh, live streaming on through Vava Virtual's Instagram and Facebook. Is that correct? Yes. So I don't know if they're going to leave it up or not, but if they go back and you want to watch this video, you should, because they're smiling really big when they're talking about this. Like, it's like, like I, I was like, oh, it's cool. And then like, all of a sudden, like you started to see them both reminisce on random thoughts and like their, their smile got bigger and bigger as they started talking about it. Yeah. Um, well, both, hey, thank you both for your time. I want to thank really, I mean, you for your time for the interview, for what you do for other people. Obviously those who belay, they, they're, those founders have been on the podcast before as well. Really just this, what you all do virtual assistant services it really i mean you all are creating leaders in my opinion i think you create leaders i think blake creates leaders because when you get into what you're doing in this space you might have thought you were an accountant you might have thought you were just um a lawyer you might have thought you were whatever you're doing Mm -hmm. and then you're forced to lead and partner with your first assistant and it turns you into a leader and you have the, mm-hmm. the, real, the reality of understanding that your business is more than your service um, and that your contribution is more than to your clients. It can be to the people on your team. Yeah. Um, it really does transform who you are as a person. Um, and so I want to thank you both for what you do. Um, thank you for the time. And you can tell everyone how they can learn more about what you do and connect with you more if they like. Yeah, so you can check us out on our website, which is www.vavavirtual.com or... Instagram, which is just Vava Virtual. Um, Facebook is Vava Virtual Assistance. Yeah, that's our full name. There Vava Virtual <laughs> Assistance. Or some people say V-A-V-A. Yeah. <laughs> Vava. Indeed. Well, well, thank you both for your time. Um, and like I said, if check them out. Check. I mean, we know we, we're in the world of links to to them and, and really just all the resources that they've kind of mentioned uh, in you know their Facebook page, Instagram, all in the show notes. You can access those show notes on Launch University. That's YOUUniversity.com. Uh, and that why do we do that? Because we want you to be able to be safe when you're driving your commute or if you're on a treadmill right now, wherever you are, do not try to write anything down. You can just <laughs> go back later to the website. You can find all of this stuff they shared. We actually take the do our part right now, some takeaways from the interview for you as well. So you kind of get some big nuggets there. Um, also, if you enjoy the podcast, you can subscribe. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, pretty much anywhere you get podcasts. You can check us out there. And also, we want you to leave us a question. Um, if we had a question about delegating, we would have actually asked that question on your behalf today. You missed out because you didn't send us a question. So if you go to launchuniversity.com forward slash question, we have multiple ways you can share your question. Leave a voicemail with us. We're going to start presenting your questions to the guests. And we even put them all together and do a big Q&A episode. So we love to help you out in that way. So if you're like, man, they didn't get to my question. Kevin didn't ask what I want to know. Well, help me help you uh, by leaving your question there. And that's it. So we hope you join us next time on Launch University. Melanie, Lauren, thank you again. Thanks for having us. My pleasure. (laughs) And um, join us next time. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Launch University podcast. We hope it's helped you move from go-getter to difference maker. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. For more helpful resources, visit launchuniversity.com.